0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 301, entitled Maintenance. It was published on Thursday, the 27th of October, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and in a few short minutes, I'll be joined by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can have our chat about WordPress site maintenance. But before then, a few pieces of housekeeping. Black Friday, Halloween, Cyber Monday, it's all around the corner. And if you're in the mood for shopping for WordPress specific deals, we have got your back. We've got a special page, it's a searchable, filterable page, and it contains all of the deals in the WordPress space that we've heard of to date. The URL is really easy to remember. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And over there, you'll be able to find the deals by searching and filtering. You'll be able to determine how much you're gonna get off and when the deals begin and end and so on and so forth. If you are a product owner and would like your deal featured on that page, please add it. You can do that for free just go to the top of the page, click the big blue add your deal button, fill out the form, make sure to do it correctly, otherwise it won't make it onto the page, and hopefully we will get it on that page as soon as possible for others to experience. Also, if you're a WordPress company and you would like to boost or supercharge your deal listing, we've got four sponsorship slots available right at the top of the page you'll see they're in little black rectangles and click the find out more button it's a yellow button and hopefully you'll be able to get your product on that page as well once more it's at wpbuilds.com forward slash black Another curious thing that we've just begun is our WP Builds Awards. It's not like a normal awards. It's completely rigged. It's completely ridiculous. And really the idea is that we're raising money for the charity Big Orange Heart, which I'm sure if you know anything about them, you'll agree is a worthwhile cause. It's at wpbuilds.com forward slash awards, and you can nominate yourself or somebody else. All you have to do is prove that you've donated $20 to Big Orange Heart, and you are guaranteed to win a particular category. Like I say, it's just a bit of fun, but hopefully it will raise some desperately needed resources for Big Orange Heart. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24 7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. Once more, go.me. Forward slash WP builds, and we really do thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP builds podcast. Okay, today we are on episode number 301. It's David and I having a chat, and it's all about maintenance rewind the clock 15 or so years ago, and most people building websites that I know, at least anyway, were building them on a bit of a production line. Build, and then ship, and then look for new clients. Build, and then ship. And then somebody, and we think it might have been Ryan Sullivan from SiteCare, got the idea of setting up dedicated WordPress maintenance. This is back in 2013. Ever since then, this has been a real part of everybody's WordPress business, the idea that you can have some kind of recurring revenue, some kind of ongoing support. But what is it that we're covering? Exactly what are we talking about? Are we talking about every single change? Do we cover the server level? What if they're on some sort of quirky server? What about security fixes and things like that? There's a whole load that we go into, and I hope that you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another in the business
1: bootcamp series, where we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. We're at the start of season five, which is the last in this bootcamp series. And um, this is all about what happens after the website is built. And today we are going to be talking about maintenance. So Nathan and I are taking contrasting approaches in getting our businesses running on our first client site built. She's a lawyer with no previous site. And I think we'll just run straight into it. So, maintenance. Yeah. Is it? A, it's, the first on our show notes here. Is is this a profession in its own right? It certainly
0: has become so, hasn't it? If you rewound mm. the clock, ten mm. years, mm. did what was this even a thing? Maintenance of websites for because for me it really wasn't. Well, I mean, ten years. I don't know if that's the right number, but pick a number of years greater than ten or something like that. And really, all that I did was I would do all the things that we've discussed over the last four series, you know, get a proposal, mm. build a website, hand it over. And then really the, the only ongoing expense that I had with the client at that point was hosting. So I'd bill them annually for the agreed fee for whatever hosting we were using. And that was kind mm. of it. Anything else beyond that was an hourly rate. So if they needed something changing, they knew what my rate was and they would email me and do it. Um then we moved to things like WordPress and what have you, and maybe some of them took the time to learn how that worked and did a bit of it themselves but typically the the relationship was just one of a of a monthly billing cycle for hosting, possibly made it annual, mm. and then get in touch with them a couple of years later and say, "Do you fancy a new website? Yours is looking a bit out of date That was it yeah yeah,
1: and certainly in our uh, I guess circle of WordPress people who build sites for clients. I mean, no one really considers not having a care plan now to offer. But I, I do remember, cause I was kind of really, that's when I got more serious about WordPress, cause it started becoming the profession back in 2013. And I remember this guy, Ryan Sullivan, and there is another guy, I'm sure he's Dean something who they both kind of set up in that same year. No one really talked about it. So they had to explain what they're doing this WordPress thing. So Ryan Sullivan was from a company that's still running called SiteCare and there are just tons of them now out there just that's what they do isn't it they you know you give them your wordpress site and for a fee a monthly fee they will look after it and update it and make sure it's all running tickety-boo and since we've all adopted this haven't we thought well, we'll have
0: some of this <laughs> yeah so so here's the interesting thing back in the day when i was building websites with well i mean really prior to css even you know it was tables and yeah. then We've talked about this a lot. CSS came along. But it was basically um, a bunch of HTML files in in many cases, you know, just embedded. And I had to hard code the links into each page. And, you know, this is really like 20 years ago. So it was just flat HTML files. There was no JavaScript. There was no CSS. It was just the files. That was so simple. And there was really, you had almost no there was i couldn't have even dreamt of an avenue of trying to say well we need to you know make sure it's secure and that things are updated because there was nothing to update it was just yeah. it was just flat files and then i started using php and all of a sudden you'd introduce this lamp stack into the process and so that needed to be maintained and then yeah. move to CMSs, you know, Drupal, Magento and all of the dependencies that would go with that. So you've got a Lamp stack and then modules and plugins and then finally coming over to WordPress. You've got all of that to maintain. And it was kind of like, it's curious, the, the more you think about it, the more we add to the complexity of what we built, the more that we can claim we need to maintain it. Yeah, exactly. We
1: we talked for some time before getting ourselves partly depressed really because... The- <laughs> The thing that we're carrying on really a little bit from the conversation we had last time where I was talking a little bit about JAMstack, which is, if you like, an attempt to get away from that, to keep it to the simple things. Because once you used to build your uh, HTML sites, that was it. They would work for all time because, I mean, although there might be changes with browser support and how the spec would go for HTML and CSS, really, even when they deprecate something like, the bold tag in HTML, it still works on all of the browsers, so nothing was ever going to break. Right. And it was just delivered, so you didn't have a server to maintain as such, you know, not a complex one with an operating system. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, but so also, we see yeah, that challenge. Yeah, don't but we? In, in that era, I also think nobody had any kind of exposure to to computers, really. I mean, people use yeah. the computers for, for much more rudimentary things. You know, their life was probably less dependent on the computer. And then over the last 20 years or so... So many industries and so many people have become really dependent on it, and they've they've understood more and more in the news. You know things like things getting hacked and yeah. servers getting taken over, and websites getting compromised, and passwords getting stolen en mass from databases and so on and so forth. There's now this whole vernacular of people <laughs> really understanding that that there are actual pitfalls out there. But it is interesting that it didn't exist and now it does exist. For me, I think the whole uh, the whole idea of maintenance plans came from my time in WP elevation, which I can't remember yeah. when that was, but it was a while ago, and that that was the first time I'd even really considered that this was a thing. You know that there was that there was money to be made by offering what essentially amounts to insurance. Sort of saying, yeah. OK, if something goes wrong, we'll take care of it. We'll also take care of things on a daily, weekly, whatever basis in terms of updating things. But really, all that you're doing is saying we're going to insure you against failure, against things going wrong.
1: Also, I mean, it had its appeal. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to manage without running some kind of hosting and care plan um, because... You know working project to project means you've got nothing that ties you over in between you got to get too much that you can't take on or not enough and and this ties it over so it's a solution for us to and a way of keeping a relationship with the client so there's some good thing I mean in some ways I think the maintenance plan is a, a kind of failure of the technology that we use but also it's kind of a sign of the success because we It's more vulnerable to breakage because we do so much more clever stuff than we used to do. Yeah, dynamic content. Yeah, um, you know. So it's kind of a bit swings and roundabouts with it. But it's interesting. WordPress itself has started to address some of that issue, haven't they? By you know putting in things like the health checks, the automatic updates that we've got now. The ability to override plugins that was a key thing for me if you wanted to without having to do ftp it or something if you want to replace a new one so and there are a few other things I'm you know kind of there to to deal with the person who doesn't have someone like us to offer a maintenance plan you know a way of being able to uh,
0: maintain wordpress it's curious isn't it the whole idea of going to the client and saying we're going to build your website and eventually getting on to the process of we're going to do it with wordpress and WordPress requires a server, and then it requires some sort of LAMP type stack, and then it requires WordPress itself, and then it requires probably plugins. And this is what we're proposing, and because we're proposing that, we're also proposing that that is liable to get hacked at some point because of what we've suggested to you. And so because we've suggested that you use this stack, this technology stack, we're also gonna suggest that you pay us a bit more money so that we can ensure you against failure of the stack that we're suggesting. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, obviously with the
1: conversation I'm having, I, you know, your pitch to me say, I might come in and just go, take no notes of him. He's sending you a duff here. You'll be looking after it forever. Yes. but <laughs> it, Come it, with me. It, it's I'll do your HTML but, sign. Yeah, but the <laughs> fact
0: is WordPress, you know, it's fabulous. It's 42% plus of the web. Loads of people use it. And that, that is just what you need to make it work. You know, if you want the convenience of, a page builder and a cms which costs absolutely nothing you don't you don't really have any other options if you like you've got to deploy those things and those things are run on an open source basis you know they're updated as and when by basically volunteers i know that in some cases there are people who are seconded out from their companies and what have you but generally speaking a lot of this stuff is is done by volunteers but um that's just the way the technology is. And if you want the convenience of WordPress and the freedom that it allows you and the fact that it is free as in beer, then yeah. you you run the risks of all these things. So in order to mitigate those risks, I think clients kind of understand. On my on my website, which you really I'm not updating all that much anymore, the I had a whole laundry list of calamitous things that could happen. That was kind of <laughs> my my pitch to to people who I was hoping would come on a care plan you know I've just built the website and then i've kind of introduced them to all the things that could go wrong <laughs> yes. and uh and that was the way that i uh, that i pitched it I think, you know, that's the I mean,
1: pitching it at the wrong time and in the wrong way is is that I think the big concern with this one. I think where where do you start? Do you start at the very beginning where you're saying, OK, this is a stack I'm going to use and it comes with these downsides, but we can we can do something about that. But it does mean an ongoing expense. And um, do you start with that or is that going to be the thing that puts them off in the beginning? And then also, if you do do it later, I think you you. You kind of you are more desperate, if you like, to um, sell the fear, you know, sell on the basis of instilling fear in people, which is never a good look, is it? So yeah, uh,
0: it's a tricky one, I think, how you broached this whole thing. Yeah, I think the timing of it is really important, and you're, you're you're right about all of that because obviously, if you if you talk about it from the beginning, then you're going to potentially raise alarm bells. -hmm. Because they're going to, you know, clients are going to be thinking, "Wait, hang on a minute, you're telling me there's all these problems in the future." But if you equally, if you leave that conversation until after the website's built, it almost Mm -hmm. feels like, like you just said, you've sold them a doff, you've you've built Mm -hmm. something, and then immediately turned around and said, "Hang on a minute, Um, there's there's all these problems that we've now got to do with." So getting that timing right is is really. Good. I definitely tried it the second way I just mentioned where I, I didn't mention anything and then the website was built. And then I said, look, we should now get into the discussion about care plans. And I, on the whole, I found that less effective. I found that yeah. it was much easier to be honest up front and say, look, I'm going to build you this website, but please have an understanding that just because it's built doesn't mean that that's the end of it that you can walk away from it there will be things and it was i think that conversation is increasingly easy to have because everybody now sees their smartphone updating everybody sees their computer updating yeah. and they realize that things are vulnerable and and it's nobody's fault it's just that hackers are always interested in taking things down and discovering new exploits that nobody realized was there I think you're right.
1: There is an acceptance of it, and also because of the popularity of WordPress. You know, they know it's a WordPress site, and you say that comes with WordPress. They they kind of accept it. So, I don't think most people at the moment, because of its popularity will think you took a wrong route with your stack you know so we'll accept the payment so i think it's a little bit easier i i found that one of the difference between the this moving to the agile from the traditional like it was more difficult because of the project-based stuff to try and communicate that well where with the agile i find it easier because i'm I'm not really selling the platform any longer what I'm doing is selling the ongoing help to try and raise their profile online through whatever ways we want and bring in what I know about user experience if you like into that equation over the long term with low cost. I tend to think, you know, it's not like I've sold them a product. You know, it's not like, I've. oh, I forgot to tell you the thing that I'm giving you comes with this problem because it doesn't work like that. It's a, more about our relationship than the technology.
0: Yeah. Whichever way you look at it, I really do think this, this is a profession in its own right. That is to <laughs> yeah. say, I think that, well, we know for a fact, don't we, there are, I'm going to say dozens that could be completely overdoing it, but there are dozens of yeah. companies that do just this. You know, yes. you can, if you are unwilling to do the maintenance of your long-term clients, you can just send them over to a service like, well, the one that springs to mind is GoWP. You know, they'll mm. take that burden from you. I'm fairly confident that they will also sort of masquerade, if you like. That's probably the wrong word. But, you know, it will mm-hmm. appear that the that the care that is being done to the website, the updates that are being done and potentially any back and forth with support, yeah. they... they they make it such that it looks like it's actually you and your team doing it. Um, so yeah. definitely, this is a profession in its own right. Whether or not you can you can turn all of your clients to the point where you you lose that feast and famine cycle is uh, is another question. I managed to get a proportion of my clients onto care plans, but because yeah. the websites I was building were you know affordable, shall we say, it was it wasn't that often that I strayed into the gigantic budgets. The that was a more difficult thing to, to do. You know, most of my clients were happy to, to risk it. And then if something did go wrong, um, get it fixed on an hourly rate after the fact. Yeah, I've
1: dealt with this by not charging people much. And this hmm. is the next thing we want to talk about is can you separate the maintenance from the hosting? And my conclusion very early on was no, and people know hosting so effectively I sell them uh, um a kind of more top of the range hosting solution which is what they're getting and if you like the care side of it comes free <laughs> yeah
0: okay so just what what do you mean by top of the range hosting there that's interesting
1: well i uh, you know i'm charging about 300 uh, pounds a year for the, what most people are on there's a higher option for that so it's not but it's profitable for me yeah. and everybody comes on it literally everybody comes on it and um because of the way it's not too much it's the cost of what hosting would be about 25 quid if you were going with something like uh wp engine or something in you know, that, that range um so and i think they get in a service like that so really i chuck in the the maintenance um as a separate but i really it's really hard to know i don't think they really see the maintenance they just see the hosting with me so maybe i'm not really well they appreciate it when things need to be fixed that i've done it but um I don't think at the point of sale they, they see it as that and when they talk about it they're renewing hosted, not maintenance. Yeah.
0: So you you're running your own servers from, let's say, a service like DigitalOcean, but yeah. you're taking on the burden of a managed WordPress hosting company. So you you will fix things if they go wrong. You are doing backups, you will you will restore those if necessary. And if, if something gets hacked, you're also offering to, to create to roll back and or fix whichever is yeah. the most appropriate. You're you're taking all that on, and the price point is about three hundred pounds a year for that. Okay, we've
1: got a whole bunch of questions out of that. Just what you've said there, uh, we'll, uh, we should ask them Charles. Uh, let's start with the first one. What do you think here? Can you separate the maintenance from the hosting?
0: Um, uh, I, I, yeah, yes. If you don't <laughs> do the maintenance. Um, You know, if you simply say, okay, here's Ah. your your website, uh, I'm going to host it for you. And hosting is literally keeping it on the website, keeping it on the internet. So, you know, it's on a computer somewhere, but there is absolutely no expectation that if anything goes wrong, that it will be fixed unless there's an hourly fee. So, but that's very explicit, isn't it? And I, I, yeah. I definitely remember one client in particular who couldn't get that into their head. They were paying a really modest hosting fee because we'd had this exact conversation, and I actually had it in writing, as as luck mm-hmm. would have it, um, where they they wanted the the most affordable ongoing cost, and I said right. the most affordable ongoing cost is is hosting. You can find your own host, or you can use something that I recommend and they used something that i recommended but they paid the bill so they set up their own account and paid the bill so essentially as far as i was concerned i wasn't i didn't really have any interaction with that client anymore Mm. but they seemed to have it in their head that because they were paying for hosting that Mm. i was in some way responsible for the maintenance of the websites and we had a fairly (laughs) fraught Mm. conversation where i just said look i'm you've completely misunderstood this is not in any way shape or form what you've signed up for you're not even paying me you're paying your hosting company and then they were sort of like oh the lights came on and they were like oh okay got it and i can't even remember what the problem was i fixed it it was an hourly rate thing and then they came on my care plan which was actually turned (laughs) turned out to be quite a good a good interaction in the end but yes i think you can separate it but I don't know whether you would want to in this day and age because it feels like you're leaving well to use that phrase leaving money on the table.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I'll
0: just share my experience of
1: I started just with the care plan because um you know I was doing work for a friend and she was recommending the cheapest ongoing hosting for them so they went off with a provider who was very good but got bought out. So when I did this very low cost maintenance thing just to do that updates and check other stuff uh, it really didn't last for any length of time at all. I had to sort of kind of lose people because um, I I couldn't do the updates a lot of the time. It had a separate um, uh, server for the databases than it did for the platform. And I literally, most of the time, we couldn't do through main WP, which was the tool that I used. I couldn't do the updates. And I just thought, this is really difficult. But also I kind of realized when... There was some early query came in where it was clearly a hosting issue and they thought it was my issue and i thought do you know what i'll never be able to do this if i can't control the php version And these right, days it's right. even harder because if they set up the account everybody's got security on it now. So it usually needs to send them a pass to be able to log in. So it's not like they can give you. So suddenly, you know, PHP versions, databases need to be all up to date. Allocation of memory could change as you host. I thought, no way can I separate it. But what's interesting, you made this point. I forgot about it. Some of these hosting companies, are effectively doing your WP maintenance for you as well, aren't they?
0: Yeah, this this whole idea of a managed WordPress hosting company has become a really popular yeah. thing. In fact, some of the biggest names in in hosting in the in the WordPress space are offering exactly this. You know, they'll they'll do all the updates, they'll monitor whether or not it's an effective time to update the PHP version, and they'll email you with you know when it's going to happen and all of that, and they'll. I mean, they might not go as far as updating the plugins, but WordPress kind of takes care of that now if you wish it to, but they will honor fixing things. You know, if it goes over to their platform and something breaks as a result of a, I don't know, let's say a hack, they will honor the fixing of that. So yeah, a lot of these companies, you know, I'm thinking of things like well, WP Engine and Pagely and um, mm. Pressable and these kind of things. They're all, they're all doing exactly that yeah
1: so let me ask you a question with miss a let's assume she's a city lawyer she's doing she's going to get a fair bit of money and you've won the job for her so when it comes to you're building her largely we decided i think static site for her what what do you think uh, not thinking of your own business interest here but what do you think would be the best advice you could give her for her ongoing support and maintenance? Would it be to adopt one of these services who, you know, good hosting where they take care of that?
0: Yeah, do you know what? I think I think it really depends. You would know the client and you would know their budget. You know, if they'd been mm. nitpicking the whole time about, you know, 10 pounds here and 20 pounds there, you'd have an impression that there's not <laughs> yeah. a lot of money in here. But I guess to some extent, an ideal scenario would be that your care plan could mm. afford for you to put it on some managed wordpress hosting company there, there's so many caveats around that sentence you know there's <laughs> if you know what you're doing you don't need to go to that length do you you know if you really do understand what you're doing then you could you could set this stuff up on a on a completely empty box you could install linux and you could install php and mysql and do all of that yourself but my yeah. guess is that the people listening to this, they're in the process of building websites, not doing all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it would be kind of nice to think that the budget was there to um, to go to a managed WordPress hosting company. You could send it over there. Then if there's any problems, you could interact with them and get it all fixed. In another ideal world, you'd use a service like GoWP to do all of that for you. But it really all depends upon the budget. My typical scenario would be these days, yeah. I think, I'd set them up on... Something that, you know, it, it could be DigitalOcean Droplet if they had a small budget. It could be one of these managed WordPress hosting companies if they had a small budget. I would take care of the the updates of the plugins. I'd kind of rely on the hosting company should the site get hacked to yeah. to take that on if the budget allowed. It's, it's difficult. It really is. There isn't a one-size-fits-all, is there? No,
1: I've decided that I largely like managing my own servers and looking after sites, but I've been very cautious about using a very trusted stack of plugins. And I think I think we should talk right. about the other thing we've got here. What are we actually maintaining and what's our responsibilities? I mean, are we, is a... Is our maintenance covering things that the client breaks that i assume not that's going to be if they've gone in there and fiddled around with something they have to charge they, they need to pay us separately for that fix
0: yeah uh, i guess um yeah the, the, i guess the problem here is unless you've got some yeah. sort of logging it's yeah. difficult to prove that isn't it so you know how do you prove that the client did something i mean hopefully you've got an honest client who comes to you and says oh nightmare i went in and click save and now i've got a white screen you'd be like okay great that's <laughs> that's very honest of you thank you we know it was you but i also imagine there's quite a lot of clients out there who would just say i didn't do anything it's just broken <laughs> you know yeah. um so i don't yeah. know i think you'd have to explicitly put that in but how on earth are you going to track that down without some sort of sophisticated login? logging? login? um mm. is mm. is difficult but i i don't think you should cover things that the client breaks no that seems a bit that seems a bit generous
1: yeah and 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 obviously the third-party services that you might employ, hosting or uh, care people. I mean, they couldn't really be expected to do that, really, yep. as well. Yeah. Um. But also, what about uh, here's a, a software that I mean, this is where I came in into WordPress, doing a big job, really, at, professionally. Anyway, for someone whose software was no longer supported, oh my and goodness, their site
0: was breaking. Yeah. How do we cover that? I don't you even know. know because so main WP has has this sort of, and I'm sure other services have the same sort of thing, but this thing, which I can't remember, I think they call it abandoned plugins or something like that. And right. it sits in there in the list of plugins installed on all your websites. And it's, it's red, you know, it's like this warning, warning. And, um, and some of them are, they're going to be crucial to the, to the website functioning as it does. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> good grief. That's a really difficult one, but the client may be unwilling to reach into their pocket and find a new solution with you because yeah. a there's money that they've got to spend but b it might be that their whole workflow is dependent upon the functioning of that plugin and how it you know the ui is is what all their staff know and so on i think that one's really difficult and a real achilles heel in the wordpress space especially when millions of websites out there will have dot org plugins on that nobody has any right to demand updates occur because you're not paying for it. It's just there for free. I don't know. Do we cover... Should we cover that or should we just issue a warning and say, this is out of date. I think we should look into this and it's going to be, you know, there's going to be a fee for my research. I'm not sure. What do you think? I mean... Well, it's it's one I've struggled with
1: because I've often started these off with the assumption I think I've got in my terms, which, of course, I know people haven't read something which say that we can only, well, basically, we only support the things that we've put in. And also, there's some sort of caveat about the fact that, it, you know, should it be pulled or they go out of business and not much we can do about that. And, you, do you know, I mean, we can't obviously maintain things which... Um, rely on other people but um, so yeah I think I've kind of covered it and I'll try and now I'm I'm a bit more cautious of it It's, it's interesting because even though I still say to people I don't do it very well and there's some people who just often because the of staff changes go and put in plugins. And just the, over the last couple of weeks, I've had two plugins that have been pulled from the repository that are free ones um, that are out of date. I think the repository may be at the moment cleaning up all plugins that are set, because both of them haven't been updated for seven years. But it's really interesting because mm. I had to go uh, and remind people going, do you, do you need this? In fact, in both cases, they didn't
0: need these plugins. They were just in there and slotted in, but so oh, that okay. was no problem. But, um, so- yeah here's another thought around that so the, the first one is who's paying for the licenses so the, the the it feels like the best way to avoid a problem is yeah. to is to get the clients to buy the licenses and then they know what they're getting into and and they'll mm. be able to see for themselves that this plugin isn't getting updated and so on and so forth but then of course that causes more friction in that you've then got to manage the relationship with the client for the license key. And if they forget to pay, you know, you've got to get in touch with them and it creates all of these these problems. But at least they know what they've got. Um, But in terms of ones that are not being used, yeah, take them out for sure. Absolutely. Um, Just get all the bits and pieces out there that they don't need. But also at the beginning... I guess you've got to have a conversation about the architecture of WordPress and about the fact that it's a minimal CSS. Out of the box, it doesn't really do much of what anybody needs. It requires all these things built on top of it. And so it's a bit like your computer at home. You know, if you switch on a brand new um, Windows-based computer, yeah, it's got a few things, but the likelihood is that you're going to have to pay for other software for it to be useful in the way that you uniquely want it to be. And I guess you've just got to have that conversation and outline all of the different plugins that you're going to use right from the outset. But mm. I, I also feel that w- I was guilty of this. And I think you've had this conversation with me before, and you probably are as well. That There are times when you kind of want to sort of pretend that you are doing all of it. And you don't really get into the conversation mm-hmm. about plugins because you kind of want to, you want to pretend that you're the authority. Yeah. And if you if you fall into that trap, then you don't really have a leg to stand on. But if you're more honest and say, Look, I've got a plug in for your calendar, I've got a plug in for your page builder, I've got a then you've insulated yourself a bit more.
1: Yeah. I must admit over the time I mean it's it's all about your own ego or your sense of right feeling that you have any um, I, I don't know any skills that you're bringing to it. So you get a bit defensive. So you do try and hide it where these days I feel more confident that I do add something of value to yeah. the relationship. So I, I'm a bit more open about, you know, I just use this and, you know, so I, I feel I've got better at that all oh, the time,
0: but you're dead right, you know. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I remember just basically, well, lying's the wrong word, but kind of sort of, Avoiding those questions about how you're going to do this, and the answer, the truthful answer was, well, I'm going to download a plugin.
1: But yeah. you, you would
0: just sort of say, well, there's some, there's some, you know, we're going to get some code on the website that'll do this. Something. Anyway, fast forward <laughs> yeah. a few, a few conversations later, it became so self evident to me that if I said, well, there's a plugin over here that's ninety nine dollars a year that will fix all the problems, not one client said that's weird. <laughs> you know, they all yeah. said oh yeah yeah okay that's great that's perfect and we'll go with that that seems like the perfect solution you know they wanted to be assured that it did what they did that what they needed it to do but nobody thought that that was a strange scenario so anybody out there who is listening to this who is going <laughs> through that process of pretending that they know how to do everything when potentially that they don't I think yeah I think the honesty policy there is is it's not gonna make your clients feel that you're shortchanging them and also, we, we had those. You kind of alluded
1: to it when you were talking about the services, um, uh, GoWP, where you, they white label for you. Uh, that, that's another thing that used to really appeal. You know, if you could white label, that's great. You look really professional to do that. Now I've really moved against that. I think I'd just rather let them know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That yeah. It, I use this because yeah. it just ki- keeps me safer in the long run. Okay. What about another one? What we're maintaining? So, well, what are we promising here? So, uh, if they get hacked, are we fixing that for them, or
0: is that is that part of our maintenance or not? Well, of course, this is another whole industry, isn't it? You know, there's a whole industry mm. of WordPress, specifically WordPress security plugins. So that gets thrown into the maintenance mix as well, doesn't it? And but obviously that's yeah. preventative. I really yes. don't know what the position is with some of those services as to whether you know if you're on a, an annual plan with something like. Uh, word fence or patch stack or all of the different stuff. I don't know if they have plans where they will step in and fix things I'm not sure I mm. my guess is that there would be that but I think I think this is singularly the most difficult one to get into a conversation about because you have absolutely no idea what's coming round the corner like you you mm. just don't know what the what the guys out there who are into hacking are going to come up with in the next six months, a year, <laughs> two years. And mm-hmm. and some of these things, I guess, can be almost impossible to fix. You know, real expertise and fine-grained um, research needs to be done to figure out what's going on. And I know a few people in the, in the WordPress security space who do this, and when they talk about what they're going to do to fix things, I am utterly out to sea. I haven't a clue what they're talking about. Mm. And so I don't know. I think caveat emptor a bit, really. If you're going to promise to fix everything, you might have to dig into your own finances and pocket to, to hire somebody should something go catastrophically wrong. Of course, the simple thing which probably most people are doing is creating backups and promising to restore backups as the yeah. security fix but what if the vulnerability snuck in a year ago and just never raised its head it just sat there dormantly but the fact that it is in every backup that you've got means that it has to be properly expunged i don't know yeah. i think i yeah. i promised backups basically
1: <laughs> yeah i i need to reword what i say because i say that i will will do the security fix and i'm a little bit mm, you know uh, it's not very clear what i'm saying because what i am thinking is that um yeah i will be put. i mean i haven't had the issue it's only people who've gone and managed it themselves who have got hacked yeah um, it's never happened to me and some of the software tools that i'm using that are that they're the ones that in fact you know recently knowing about a plugin i didn't know it was on the site it was the security tool i think it was malcare i've got a couple of them virus died running who told me that this is a security risk now i don't think it is as such there's no mention of it anywhere but they're just pointing out the fact it's been pulled from the repository so they're telling me about things that I might not know about there. And since then it's not been an issue. And I think because of the fact, and I would have to treat care, I should do, and I haven't done treat uh, care plans for e-commerce very differently to the static sites that I run, because at least I probably got some hope of being able to get rid of the hack on a, on a static site with the backup, but with e-commerce and, you know, 50, hundred orders a day or something, heck. What am I going to do?
0: about I know, that? and it, you know, if 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 at the beginning you are pitching yourself as the all-in-one solution, and you are going to you know maintain everything and fix everything, especially e-commerce, you really have to know what you've got yourself into there, because you could be jeopardizing somebody's livelihood. But the other the other problem with this is, you know, you were saying about how you've never had a problem. The, the hacks, the hackers only get better; they <laughs> yes. never get worse. Um, yeah. You know and yesterday 's best hack is next year 's like trivial hack <laughs> and and i I think this is a I think online security and maintenance that this is going to be a really difficult thing to to know how to do and um, yeah i think I think promising backups is a is a is an easy way of sort of saying you know this is this is what I can cope with. But just know that if somebody truly wants to hack your site, we might need to employ the services of an expert.
1: Yeah. So I think we always need to watch our liabilities, don't we, with this? We have to sort of maybe, I mean, we're offering the service. Well, shall we just talk about what we actually do, what mm-hmm. that includes yeah, sure. in terms of that? I mean, generally, it's the plug-in updates, of course, backups that we've mentioned. Yep um what else did we get on well there were other smaller details for
0: me it was definitely it was backups it was plugin updates it was um uptime monitoring so i would promise to Uh you know keep checking that every well i I never specified a time but basically i would say i'm going to monitor your website 24 7 and i've got lots of services which are pinging the websites constantly and typically i'd be notified within a couple of minutes and then i could react and You know, I'd be able to say, I'll know about it before you do, which I think is actually probably true. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I would throw into my care plans, depending on the tier that they chose, I would throw in things like a bit of additional time. So it might be that you would get an hour a month for, you know, routine tasks. Let's say you want a a blog post uh, updating or you want to change the style of the homepage. Well, Mm. send me all of the things that you want to do. We'll chunk them up and I'll say I can manage this in an hour. So that's what you'll get this month and we'll do the next thing next month. So there was a bit of that. That was about it, really. What about you? Yeah, I mean, there is the image optimization service, yeah. which I include. which yeah. a lot
1: of people include a lot of these third parties, which are quite useful that they get. Um, that, But there are some things which I've done over time because I felt they're important. So, I mean, there was always some cleaning of the database, which was built into right. some tool or yeah. another Good point. that would automate. But I but now I go a lot further than that because it doesn't those automated ones just kinda of clear up your revisions. If you really want to clear up your options table because they've, you know, uh, added in and removed um, lots of plugins in that time, so that starts to bloat up. So that's kind of a job. So I started to kinda of add this in just a bit at a time when people have been with me for a long time. I don't say anything about it. And also things like running a WP Debug on stuff, particularly if I'm updating some of the plugins when PHP versions, are. you don't see the errors. The errors are all in the back end, hidden, and that kind of stuff. So there there was a lot of these extra things in that aren't part of what I'm selling, but seem important to maintenance now to me.
0: Yeah, I I tried. um, I also had, apart from the fact that there was these hours where I would do work, I would also have... um, online meetings with them so using something like Zoom I can't remember what we used in the day it was probably Skype um, to to have like coaching calls talk about what it is that they want you know where their uh, website's yeah. succeeding where it's failing of course there's things like SEO monitoring SEO as well but also yes. I tried and failed at things like offering um email marketing campaigns that sort of thing as well you know i would i would i would send out some emails on your behalf and make sure that they look nice and design the emails um those kind of things but typically that's it i think i think we've covered absolutely everything that i would have wanted to uh, pitch
1: yeah i just oh yes well actually next week we're going to talk about monitoring so we will talk a little bit more about some of the things that are related yeah. to this um but yeah so i mean just going back to the um expectations and liabilities on that do we uh, how do we deal with that do we have a contract in place well
0: i i had a contract but it never got invoked to the you know i never got taken by anybody to the cleaners through the lawyers in fact not even any real threat of any of that so i i am probably not the person to speak about it but i think in all of this the one that you've got to be careful of is the is the security bit you know you can promise yeah. to back things up and you can check it you can promise for the website to be up and you can make sure that that happens even if it means that you move to another host in the middle of the night you can do that you can check the performance you can be checking the seo you can do all of these things but the one thing which i think is out of your control is the security bit so i think that's where you've got to be really careful yeah I guess it's all about expectation. I think it's true of anything.
1: When we start a relationship with clients, I mean, there's a there's a need to try and make it simple so it's easy and sellable, like we're in charge, we know what we're doing. But I think you have to, I I think more and more these days, you have to start from the perspective, look, the, the whole medium is dynamic and changing all the time. We just can't predict the future about building our websites, how useful they're going to be, how the technology might change and, you know, really, you know, completely change our view of what we're doing. I think to get that kind of thing over and it, it, it is a way of kind of protecting ourselves when we're offering the services because the services that help to get rid of some of the problems that come with the platform that they have, but we can't we can't jump ahead and know how things may change. Things,
0: All these things are beyond our control. Yeah. I think really this all boils down to basically you are selling, if you are offering maintenance, you are selling peace of mind that mm. somebody somewhere has got your back, I used to send out, hang on, little caveat there. So that's what you're selling. And yeah. and because it's your business, you're interested in all this stuff. And so you think, well, the clients will take this all very seriously. I, I would imagine most clients do not care from day to day that any of this is happening. And I don't mean that to sound cruel. I just mean that I yeah. used to send out emails on a weekly or monthly basis to show what I'd done <laughs> that week. You know, services like Main WP will will say, these plugins have been updated. The This is your Google Analytics. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, were they ever read? Of course they weren't read. Nobody was opening those emails after the first two or three when they realized, okay, Nathan's going to be sending me these emails every week and they'll look just like this. And it's a bit like me if my insurance company sends me an email i see the name of my insurance company in the email subject line i bin it don't want to <laughs> yeah. read that because i know it's there's nothing of interest in there for me the only bit the only time i'll care is when i need the insurance somebody breaks into my house now suddenly i'm interested in my insurance company prior to that <laughs> i couldn't care less i just want to pay the fee know that i'm insured and hope that I never have to speak to them again. I think we've got to accept that there's a bit of that. That the clients yeah. are getting this, it's peace of mind. But really on a day to day basis they want to focus on their business and all of this stuff is is just, you know, if we need it, we've paid for it. We wanna know that it's there, but you know, we're not that interested on a day to day basis.
1: Yeah, dead right there. And actually, one thing we didn't even mention here was that uh, one of the things that goes to the maintenance plan and what a lot of people want from their tools that help them to provide that is client reporting. And yep. that it, it was the key thing that got me started with Main WP yep. that it had it. And now I've dropped it oh, because of no course, one's
0: interested. Like, you notice straight away that they open the first two because it's from you and you just built the website. But two, <laughs> yeah. two or three in, the email is yep. broadly the same. And, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, if your client is opening that, if you can automate that and it costs you nothing in terms of time or effort, keep sending it. But I don't I don't think for a minute many people are going to open that after the third or fourth one and scan it thoroughly. You know, maybe okay. some litigious type of client will stick it away and, you know, bring it out when the lawyers get involved. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I dropped all of those emails as well because I noticed that nobody was reading them because for the reasons I've just said. I don't know if our next conversation
1: is gonna be a long one talking about um, monitoring stuff, but there is something that I just throw it in now as a kind of segue to where we're gonna talk about next. But part of the maintenance is, do you think clients think then it's your responsibility to flag up issues that might be on their site, whether they're just visible ones, or is it their responsibility to tell us, "Well, we'll move on to monitoring later, and also, Um, Do they expect that we should be the ones who are, as part of our maintenance, keeping them above the
0: law when things are changing when it comes to the web? I don't know what their expectations are, but the only thing I can say is if I unprompted ever went to a client and said, I've got an idea for a way that we can improve your website, nobody Mm. found that weird. And they all <laughs> yeah. loved the fact that I was bothering. So it feels ah. to me like there was a real good win there. No, Nobody ever turned around and said, look, our website's fine. Get lost. You know, they would basically say, really? Do you think? Okay, so if we change that in this way, you think there's a benefit to that? Yes, I do. I'm pretty certain we can improve it in this way. So I, I don't think you have a responsibility necessarily for that. But I think your, you know, your clients will love you if you do that, and I know you do that, and I bet your clients love you for it. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they certainly tolerate me. Okay, but okay, maybe yeah. that was too strong a phrase. They they'll have a more favorable impression of you. You know, yeah, it'll yeah. be like David. So. He's the guy that bothers and he cares and he comes to us and unprompted tells us things that we can improve. You exactly. know, whereas if you weren't doing that, maybe they would have moved on far sooner.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about that next time yeah, on the sure. monitoring. We'll we'll include that in all the sort of things you could be looking out for your clients' interest. I think you're right. That was perfect because yeah, they don't expect it and bits
0: in our interest to do it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so hmm. that's the end of this one. That was series five let me get this right. Series five, episode one. So we'll do we'll do episode two all about, you know, the what exactly we're monitoring in yeah. a fortnight in two weeks' time. All right. Nice yeah. one. Thanks, David. Okay. Cheers. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you didn't. Maybe there's a whole load we missed out. Maybe this is all new to you. Anyway, it was all about maintenance. If you've got any thoughts about that, please go to the WPBuilds.com website, search for episode number 301 and leave us a comment there. Alternatively, go to our Facebook group, WPBuilds.com forward slash Facebook, and you can search for the same episode and leave us a comment there. Just a couple of reminders about some of the things that we've got going this week. Remember, we've got our Black Friday page that I mentioned at the start, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Make it your home for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and indeed Halloween. Go bookmark it right away, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And our awards page, just a bit of silliness to raise money for Big Orange Heart, wpbuilds.com forward slash awards. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by visiting go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, we will be back next week. It will be an interview episode because we flip-flop between an interview and a chat with David Wormsley. That'll be on Thursday. We've also got our This Week in WordPress show, which we do live 2 p.m. every Monday. You can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. I hope that we'll see you at some point in the next week. If not, stay safe. Have a good week. Cheesy music fading in. Bye-bye for now.